So with this daily devotion, Live Full Daily, we're going through every single chapter of the Bible, all 1,189 chapters. We're going to hit a lot of topics when you're going through every single chapter and trying to move your scripture reading into spirit-filled living through these devotions. So whether you're reading these on our website where you can find that at livefull.org slash daily or you're listening to this on a podcast watching it on youtube i hope as we cover a broad array of topics the lord is teaching you how to follow the holy spirit one step at a time to stay rooted and grounded in christ one moment at a time to savor and feast on his presence one chapter at a time this day, this chapter is specific, is very specific to a, a certain group of people. And it is those who will come up against knee buckling news, the kind of news where you look at the Lord, you've been walking with the Lord and you come to a point where he does something, he calls you to go somewhere, he takes away someone and your instant reaction is you can't do that, Lord. Like, no, Lord, you've been saying, yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus, your whole life. But he brings you to this point where he takes away your spouse. He takes away a loved one. He takes away your child. He calls you to go to the place where the last place you want to go, he sends chronic pain. I'm talking about the kind of news that even though if you love Jesus and you say, yes, Lord, I'll follow you anywhere you go. He brings you to this point where you say, no, 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 Lord, like, you can't do that. You can't, you can't take me there. And I, I wouldn't wish this kind of news or this kind of moment on any brother or sister in Christ, any person um, at all. But I do think that experience shows and the testimony of the saints through the century shows that if you go on long enough in this world, you're going to come up against a moment where you get some kind of knee buckling news just the, the kind of news that brings you to your feet or brings you to your knees. And so whether you're in that moment right now or whether this is some kind of preparation for uh, for that kind of moment in your walk with Jesus, go with me to Habakkuk chapter 3. The, the story of Habakkuk is a conversation between the prophet and the Lord and the Lord telling the prophet, I'm sending the Chaldeans, I'm raising up an army to come against the nation. And this is knee-buckling news for the prophet Habakkuk. And we see him uh, come in to the Lord in chapter 1, verse 12. Are you not from everlasting? O Lord, my God, my Holy One, we shall not die. This is Habakkuk coming to the Lord and saying, it can't be so. It can't be so. It can't be so. That's the refrain that comes into our heart when we get painful news from the Lord that we just can't accept. It can't be so. It can't be so. He even says in the beginning of chapter two, I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint is where we begin. Whenever we get this kind of news, we start with debate. We start with going to the Lord and saying, it can't be so. I think of Matthew chapter 16, where Peter gets knee buckling news. Think about it. We read this story uh, I guess with the perspective after the resurrection, but imagine this is Peter's best friend, the one who he believes is the Christ, the son of the living God, the King of Israel. And he's saying, I'm going to my death. And Peter, it says, the scriptures say in Matthew 16, that Peter takes Jesus aside and rebukes Jesus, rebukes Jesus. 
That sounds preposterous that we could rebuke the Lord, but this is what we do when we get this kind of news. No, God, you can't do that. We start by telling the Lord that he's not allowed to do what we weren't expecting. And it starts with debate. And our Lord can handle it. We see it in Habakkuk. He can handle it. And he even could handle it from Peter. That wasn't a disqualifier for Peter. The Lord had plans for Peter through the process of receiving the knee-buckling news, of coming down in humiliation and restoring Peter in the end. He had plans for Peter. He can handle our debate. He can handle it when we come to him in a moment like this. And we're not using flowery uh, language now. We need to maintain the fear of the Lord. In those moments, we see Habakkuk. He's not dropping the fear of the Lord, but he's coming to the Lord and, and just like Peter saying, no, far be it from you, Lord. This can't happen. And I think the Lord waits patiently with us, sits with us in those moments as he knows that what is needed is a greater revelation. Peter took Jesus aside and rebuked him because he needed to see the scars on the other side of the cross. He needed to see Jesus sitting on the shore with breakfast ready. Habakkuk looks at the Lord and says, this can't be so. We will not die. All right, I'm going to stand here and wait for the Lord because he needed a greater revelation. He needed to see the greatness of the Lord. And once he saw the greatness of the Lord, he could have a category for the Lord doing something that he did not understand and yet being okay with that, of seeing that the Lord's ways were higher than his. And so when we get this kind of news, the knee buckling news, we go through a grieving process. I'm not talking about even a grieving process over the news itself, but a grief over the death of a God that we could predict. We start grieving the death of a God that we could predict. We grieve the death of a God we could control, a God who maybe in some ways we had the imagination that deep down he was following us. He was following our commands. And this is the point where we have to make a decision of, are we going to demand that God follow us? Or when we come to the point and realize that God is not following us, will we, like Jesus told Peter very strongly in Matthew 16, will we get behind him? Will we get behind the Lord and see that the ways of God don't align with the ways of man, the ways we might understand. Habakkuk gets this greater revelation of the Lord, and we see the fruit of it at the end of Habakkuk chapter 3. Though the fig tree should not blossom. Okay, imagine this isn't this isn't uh, speculation or um, what is, this isn't... Um, hypothetical. That's the word I'm looking for. It's not hypothetical. Like this kind of barrenness is coming on Habakkuk. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Pretty much when I look at my life and I don't see anything external, that I don't see anything with my eyes that would give me reason to rejoice, any reason to praise you. When all the gifts from the giver have been removed, when all the fluff is taken away and I'm just naked, like Job standing before the Lord, what am I going to do? And Habakkuk resolves, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. There's a shift here that happens where Habakkuk goes from the place of saying it can't be so to saying even so from, I, it can't be so, Lord, 
to even so. Even though all everything's being taken away, even though I've received this knee-buckling news, even though I'm down on my face and I can't see any fruit around, even so, you are God. Even so, you have saved me. Even so, I will praise you. And I'm going to weep and I'm going to scream. I'm going to put it on sackcloth. I'm going to grieve over this loss. I'm going to cry. I'm going to despair over this loss but I'm not going to throw away my praise. I'm not going to throw away my faith. Even so, even so, even so, I will praise. And that is a, sh- a huge shift in our walk with Jesus when we come from saying it can't be so to even so, because then our hands are open. And from that point, the Lord can take us wherever he wants, where we say, Lord, your ways are higher and I'm going to follow you. I'm just not going to drop my faith. Even so, I will praise. And from that point, when we make that decision, before we can see from God's perspective, once we endure the moment of knee-buckling news, what we find, and I found this in my life, and I want to encourage you, brother, I want to encourage you, sister, God's going to do this for you if you will endure the knee-buckling news and hold on to your praise. We see verse 19, God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. God gives us a new set of feet. We might have news that takes us off our feet, that brings us to our knees. But when we praise, he gives us a new set of feet. He makes our feet like the deers. The rocks that we thought would crush us, we start to tread on the rocks. We we start to skip on the rocks. We make it to a summit in our faith that we didn't know was possible. Because until everything is removed from us, until our husband is taken away from us, until our wife is taken away from us, until our kid is taken away from us, until all of our money is taken away from us, until what we find most dear is taken away from us, until then we don't know what our faith would, how that would shape our faith. We don't know what effect that would have on our praise. But when that moment comes and at the end we still praise the Lord, when what is most dear to us is taken away, Then we reach a summit of faith that we didn't think was possible before. And here's the beautiful news. At that summit, what we find to our surprise is a friend. We find the Lord himself, the one who sat in a garden and said, yet not my will, but your will be done. The one who came to the Lord and through bloody tears cried out to the Lord and said, even so. Hey, thanks for joining Live Full Daily. If you'd like to sign up to receive the daily newsletter, go to livefull.org slash daily. And if you'd like to support Live Full Ministries, go to livefull.org slash give.